When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys, this is Janny from Fancy Football Scout and you're listening to my team selection. If you'd like to watch live, the stream happens on YouTube every Wednesday. So if you're interested, just search Fancy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to Janny's team selection for game week 12, I think it is now. They're all coming far too quickly. My name is Seb. I will be doing Az's job this week. I believe he partied too hard after getting into the top million and uh, couldn't be with us, but we'll do our best impression. And I am, of course, joined by the eponymous Janny. Janny, how are you? Hello, mate. Lovely to be here. Um, I'm delighted to also hear Az has, has, has made the top million. Um, yeah, uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. My ranks kind of stayed around the same. I've been away um, and I've been... FPL's taken a little bit of a backseat for me in, in recent weeks. I think I just mentioned to you off air, I've been catching up on all the highlights. I missed four match of the days. I hate missing live TV games. I pretty much watch every TV game in the UK over the weekend. What is that, five or six? Um, so I'm relying on match today, which isn't the best. Um, and match today twos, of course. And caught up on all four this morning. Nice. So, I mean, that's a lot of match of the day to, to take on board. And interestingly, I guess often we watch it by definition, once a week, maybe there's some midweek ones, but it kind of spread out. Watching it all at once, you're probably seeing quite a lot of progression of opinion and, you know, what they think about teams. So was there a takeaway? Watching all that in one go, what stood out for you? Yeah, I mean, if we go, so it's the last two game weeks, right? So it's Brighton aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. It's Mason Mount's awesome. It's that Liverpool are back and to still, uh, to still Captain Harland every week, pretty much, like despite hit the blank. Despite the blank, yeah. still watching that game, I went, yeah, it was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Liverpool have shut them down twice. Do you think there's anything in that or just just that old variance? Old variance only, yeah. yeah. I, and I thought it was interesting. I think it was Danny Murphy and Martin Keown on the episode of Match Today 2 um, saying about the Man City performance. Oh, you know, it's strange. They've gone back three and Cancelo was obviously wide right and really attacking. I'm like, it's kind of how City play every week. <laughs> like, 
I know, I know it was, it was a little bit more back three because Ake was the left back and he tucks in and Cancelo has freedom, but Cancelo always has freedom. Sure. He wasn't in the inverted 10. He was wider than normal. Um, but it was just, I, I wasn't overly keen on the narrative of, oh, Pep does silly things in big games and that's why they lost. City could have won that game if, if Haaland puts an earlier chance away off KDB cross Haaland header. I thought City'd still played well and I think now cruise to another title win. Oh yeah, I mean, well, there's still 10 points in it and it was a wicked game, to be honest. Like It was just, as, as a neutral, it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Speaking of enjoyable, hopefully, we have Fantasy Five here for people. Now, Johnny, I'm going to hand over to you to talk about this so please do take it away yeah as uh seb as an it I happened week, already i can't believe it how how, how long uh, have we been going oh maybe it's uh, a compliment so it doesn't help that in my zoom window right now it says as and i see your face and as i looked up at my monitor it says the word as but it was more to tell you tell you that every week as and i play this as a as a collective and we always say we're this is going to be our week we're going to win 10 grand and we're going to vegas um so look if, if you if i win this week not taking as to Vegas. I'll be taking you, Seb. Um, but my selections, I, I still haven't worked out. It's still uh, still got a little bit of time. You can set your team and still change it before the deadline. But the, the premise of the game is you pick five players across five games. Now, Fantasy Five give you these five games. And they say, pick a player that will do well in, in those games. So Newcastle, Everton, Liverpool, West Ham, Bournemouth, Southampton, Brentford, Chelsea, United, Spurs. You're not predicting a result. You're predicting one player to outperform their target. Um, so Callum Wilson, for example, against Everton, needs to score 6.5 points or above. So he needs two attacking returns in that game. Um, if he gets that, tick one. You need to get five ticks to be in with a shot of winning the 10K. So, yeah, uh, I'll be playing this week and I might even be going Callum Wilson in that fixture one. Nice. Is there anyone that kind of like perennially their expectations don't match the points that are set up? Like, is there is there a cheat code that we can go... It's always kind of Muslim, right? They always under underrate him or something like that. I wish there was. Uh the the big the big I I guess it's set by data tools that I, mean, I probably odd, don't odd follow. Lot, I guess as well, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Um what I would say is sometimes there's players that perhaps are undervalued because they don't think they'll be in the eleven. So it's going, Oh, oh okay. okay, there's an injury there or suspension there, maybe that player I think he's going to be picked. Therefore, he's in the 11 and his target's really low, yeah. for example. So, uh, so but, what you're saying is just like FBL, it's X-Mins all the exactly. way down. That's all we do now, X-Mins. Yeah, X-Mins, exactly that. And then the, and the fixture being so important all the time, of course. Opponents uh, always taken into consideration. Sure, sure, sure. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Now, Johnny, how did you get on in this last game week 11? We have your team on screen here with your points. I'll allow you to go through that. Uh, we don't have your total up, so just start with that for us, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, 47 points. I think that's a red arrow. Um, not the best of weeks, but it was a low-scoring week, and I don't mind having reds on those low-scoring weeks. I think the 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 key thing to a good season is if you're if you're having those reds, it's not on those those weeks where everyone else is hitting 100 and you're you're way behind on what looks like a good score on 70, but it's 30 points behind the field. Um, so happy to have a, a, a red knowing I, yeah, it was a low scoring week. I still had a couple of players come good. Um, Dunk was my transfer in. I sold Reese James. I wanted money. Um, and I wanted a 4.5 defender. All the 4.5s I looked at pretty much con conceded. I didn't look at Crystal Palace like most. Mark Gay could have gone, got me six. Uh, considered Perisic, uh, considered Dunk, went with Dunk. 
Um, and I'm fine with that. I've got money in the bank now. What what, um, what led you to dunk? Was it was it just you wanted the money in the bank? And it you know obviously hindsight bias, blah blah blah. It did look a good pick. Yeah. You wish you'd done elsewhere, or is it just setting yourself up for the future a bit? It was a two. It was I. I didn't look at the next five six games. When you usually bring a transfer in, you look at the. Well, we're all looking up to game week sixteen right now, right? I looked at two weeks because your four point five defenders are more likely to be your bench players. So I said to myself, I need this player to play in game week eleven. This four point five defender, and actually he was my sub one, but ended up playing because Zuma didn't play, and I knew that was a risk. And I thought I need him to play in game week twelve. So it was a case of looking at those eleven and twelve fixtures. And Lewis Dunk had Brentford away. I thought maybe a clean sheet, but more importantly, game week twelve is at home to Nottingham Forest. So it was it was with game week twelve in mind. I don't mind that he plays Man City in 13 and Chelsea in 14 because Lewis Dunk will be my third sub that week. Um, and whoever I bought, it was very likely to be on my bench. Sure, if I bought Perisic, that might have changed things. But I want that money out the back line so I can invest in more midfield talent, as we'll speak a little bit about later. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, Harry Kane, nine points. Look, this morning, Seb, he hasn't blanked. Since game week two, it's game week one. Game week one is the only week all season he's blanked. Now, sure, some of his returns have been modest. Five points there, six points there. Um, five points here, six points there. I think it's the phrase I was looking for. Um, but ticking along very, very nicely. Yeah. And I looked at that and thought, I'm really pleased I went threemium. Um, and I'm still on the threemium vibe. My plan is to continue with threemium. Having the dilemma of, is it Haaland plus Kane? Is it Haaland plus KDB? Is it Haaland plus Salah? Have, have three um and i think we can now because james is injured because we, we we're falling out of love with trent it actually a threemium doesn't look weak uh in 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 those other areas which admittedly my team when i did go threemium did look weak around the fringes i'd argue it doesn't look as weak anymore around the fringes yeah i guess the main thing was maybe that Martin, uh, not Martin, sorry, you have him madison and say bowen double up that a lot went with yeah. you brought in trossard recently of course I myself have those two players, but then they both had, you know, one really good week and then not so yeah. much since. So maybe do you feel like that's evened out? And as we'll see in your transfer shortly, maybe put you in a better position. Or do you think maybe there was a few more points to squeeze out of your midfield? Yeah, I was gutted when I couldn't reach Madison and I settled on Trussard, but I couldn't reach Madison. And Bowen, I was never particularly a big fan of because I questioned how many goals West Ham were going to score for each game. And since that, they've been scoring goals. <laughs> Such is the thing. Yeah, I think I was, I was wrong on that. At the time, I was thinking, why is everyone buying Bowen? West Ham haven't scored more than one goal in the game all season in the Premier League. And now they're, they're, they look like they're going to score sort of two, three a game. I know they only scored one versus Southampton last time out. But yeah, Zaha got a lot of love as well. Um, I look at that midfield now and think, yeah, I, I, I want Salah in there. And then I'm going to need another Man City replacement. But I think in the last few weeks, we can all appreciate uh, what Phil Foden's doing at Man City oh, yeah. and think I can just go to Foden and, and and not need a Kevin De Bruyne uh, because they're both playing every week and I can save a huge amount of cash if I go Foden. And you'll know from me in seasons gone by, Seb, I like Foden as a player. I adore him as an FPL asset. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've spoken probably quite a while ago now when he was more sort of breaking through about that. Of course, he's got the ability for real football. You know, that's brilliant. We love it. But he does, of course, translate that well to FPL as well. But the thing that seems to be becoming quite clear, and I know City's lineup isn't as hard to predict as it used to be, but has he started every match, every match but one? I know he's been subbed early a little bit, but that seems pretty good for someone who does have a high expected point total as well when he plays. Yeah, exactly. The whole sort of old rotation risk with 
Man City players that are pretty nailed, winds me up a tad. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm just looking. He has started, I think he started every Premier League game. He got he got 45 minutes in game week two. I don't know if that was off the bench or if that, if that was coming off at half time. Off the top Probably of my head, I think he, I, I might be wrong here. Please, anyone, of course, look this up. Alas, we don't have comments to correct us now, so we will just be wrong forever on camera. But I think he started and then was subbed because there was a bit of a switch up, right? And I know that maybe put a lot of people off Foden. Of course, he then goes on to get all these points. Yeah, and in that game, he got, came off half-time with a goal and assist. They won 4-0. So, yeah, he started every Premier League game this season. He yeah. starts more often than not in the Champions League. Um, and Pep's spoken about him as well, sort of being being one of these players that doesn't need a huge amount of time out on the training pitch. He can just be fit to play week in, week out, or yeah. twice a week, should we say, every three days. So, yeah, definitely an FPL asset. I don't know if I prefer where I prefer him playing. Obviously, as long as he's in that front three, I'm happy. Last season, we saw him loads at false nine. We're not seeing him there now. Seen him a lot on the right-hand side, which I really like. Yeah. Played left last time out. Uh, weirdly, I think I prefer him. You know, left, right, right, whatever. But I almost prefer him on the right to that yeah. false nine because, as you say, the word false is key there. Notionally, it's up front, but we know that operated quite differently. And it was almost creating space for others to fill that gap, with KDB quite a bit as well. Whereas mm. on the left, sure, you know, especially when he goes wide, depending on where Cancelo is. But on that right very small sample but it almost seems like that's the best position for him actually to provide FBL points for us yeah six goals four assists already this season City just look like the team that will score they've always got the highest ceiling every given feels like they've got the highest ceiling in any given week and therefore after this blank when they play Brighton in game week 13 at the Etihad and we've seen how Brighton are defending I, I, I if I'm selling De Bruyne in the blank we'll speak more about my transfer then I still want to make sure I've got Triple City coming out of that blank. Yeah. Well, why don't you wrap up this week's points for us? Because I am eager to talk about your transfer and what's happening going forwards. Yeah, good. Okay, so other returns. Fulham, nice. Five from Andrea, seven from Mitrovic. Happy with that. Sure, I had some blanks in Trossard and Martinelli and Dunk. Trippier came good again. Um, interestingly enough, was was always looks like he's going to get an attack in return. Like the clean sheets for Trippier haven't been brilliant the last few weeks. He's been getting some attacking returns. I think Joe Linton hit the bar or the post off a Trippier cross. So again, close to an assist. He's been such a good FPL asset. It just looks like a long-term hold for me. The double up with Pope and Trippier is a combination a lot of got. I actually went with Ward this week and got the six from Ward um, instead of the six from Pope. I think six um, from Ward is worth at least 12, actually. So that's, that's a good move. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can't believe I I think this is my first goalkeeper clean sheet all season. And I'm Amazing. at game week. It took me to game week 11. I had Ward, I had Melier, I had Pope. And now it's actually Ward that got me my first clean sheet point of the seasoning goal. Unbelievable. Only in FPL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So an okay week. I'm fine with it. Those that had Salah had a nice little win. Um, those that had Kane, it was a nice differential. If you had Tony, absolutely fair play. Yeah. So lastly then, just before we move on, you've captained Haaland here. Did you think about Kane? You've got the vice on De Bruyne. Or was it always Haaland for you? I didn't even consider another asset. I didn't for one minute consider Harry Kane or De Bruyne or Mitro. Um, it was... Haaland against Liverpool Anfield, which on paper is the hardest fixture Haaland's going to face all season. But I still felt Haaland against um, a Liverpool playing the way Liverpool have been playing, especially as loose at the back as they've been, knowing there was a few injuries as well. I was I was pretty confident over a Haaland return, if I'm honest. Um, didn't even look elsewhere. And that's quite rare for me because even though we've been going towards Haaland week in, week out, myself included, I have been looking elsewhere. I have been 
contemplating going against the grain once or twice. And I think I may have done so in the last month or two. Um, but, but this week in game week 11, no, didn't consider it. Fair, fair. And I think we were discussing beforehand as well, just that I also captained Haaland and I was, I was talking up Kane for ages. This felt like the week, you know, Haaland, Liverpool away. But as you pointed out to me, Liverpool had those injuries. It did look like, you know, if, if there was the week to take it away from Haaland, the opportunity was slipping away because Liverpool maybe didn't look like the Liverpool we'd want them to be too convinced to go Kane. It didn't turn out that way, but he had a good few chances. Kane had a good few chances. It's still a very close thing. And you're defaulting. I'm not going to say Perma, but we are defaulting to Haaland, aren't we? Yeah. If we're, if we're, if we're captaining at Am- him at Anfield, it shows we are very close to defaulting to Perma captain if we're, if we're giving the armband at Anfield. But I also, th- I think I took a bit of comfort in that choice. Was he rest? Did he, did he start the Champions League game? Was he rested? He definitely he finally got a rest. He finally he did got get a rest. rest. I, so think, he, I think more... he came off the bench because they were nil-nil and missed a few chances. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you, so quick question on your captaincy. Mm. I know you went Haaland and you considered Kane. Was part of that consideration because you knew it was very likely you'd be selling Kane in game week 12? Was it almost the, I don't know if this is how your head would go. I think it might for me and probably not for you. Was yeah. it the one and last hurrah sort of thing in your in your mind? I I don't know. Like if I'm being, I, 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 what I'd like to say is of course not. I am a, <laughs> I am such a cool customer, but no, of course I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all. I think, I think there would have been, yeah, you know, I'm getting rid of him. I knew I was getting rid of him and I have done. Therefore, can I can I squeeze a little bit more juice out of that lemon? Yeah. Uh, the answer was no. But yeah, yeah, it probably was a bit of thinking. I mean, I didn't go there. But yeah, I think I, I, think I would have been tempted a bit for that reason. Yeah, uh, I think I've, I've gone down that route a few times for players. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't really want, I really don't want to sell them. But I know I'm committed to that and I yeah. will sell them. So I might just give them the armband this last week. I've definitely been there. Yeah. I mean, we won't talk too much about my team because this is your show. But we were just saying as well, my transfer uh, in this last week, I made a couple of defensive transfers. I should really have only made one. I brought in Perisic, I brought in Dunk. And it was one of those where I just needed to wait one more day. Just wait one more day and I would have made one transfer. It would have been fine and I would now have two frees going into this week. I instead let my uh, let myself get the better of me and I now have one free transfer. I would have taken a hit. And I believe I've taken a hit for the player that you haven't taken a hit for. So I'm very envious Janny, why don't you talk us through your team for game week 12? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so it doesn't... Look, I've got Triple City currently on the bench and I've got Martinelli in my 11. So at the moment, I'm looking at, at 10 men and that's if Nico Williams starts. I think he will. It's 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 likely that Aurier is still likely to be out and therefore Williams should play right back. And that's if Zuma makes it against Liverpool. Saying that, Zuma against Liverpool, whether he plays or not, I'm not expecting a great deal. Um, so I'm down to 10 men, best case scenario. Um, but I do have a transfer, one free transfer. I'm not going to be taking hits this week. Um, my planned move is De Bruyne out, Salah in. I've got 1.4 in the bank. So more than enough money to do that. And actually, De Bruyne has been rising in price and Salah has been dropping in price. There's very little between the two now. I think it's probably 0.3, 0.4 between them. So Salah will come in and Salah will get the armband. Um, that gives me a bench of Martinelli, 
Cancelo and Haaland. I've no interest in selling those players. Uh, sure, it'd be nice to have De Bruyne for Brighton at home in game week 13, but that might just become Foden. Uh, Trossard might go to Foden. I need a little bit of money. I might have to take a hit somewhere else, downgrade a player. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have Salah, who I think is the standout captaincy option in game week 13. Um, sorry, game week 12. I think he's, he's, he's the best option. Kane, I don't think it's a bad option at United. Um, if that was at home, I'd, I'd like it even more. Um, but Salah versus West Ham at Anfield, um, is the guy I want to captain and the guy I can get to in one move. It's the easiest transfer I'll make. Sure. Well, you have, I mean, I said your team is probably like half and half in terms of you've got this Kane, you've got Haaland, currently De Bruyne, but to become Salah. So you're keeping that three million structure. Makes sense, especially for this week. The rest of the team, you know, you've got an injured Zuma starting against Liverpool or potentially injured Zuma. Uh, Leon Bailey there, who in theory should be a decent FBL asset, but we've not seen it yet. Yeah. You're starting Andreas and Mitrovic, although, of course, that's not bad. And going forward, you probably have the choice. There's Nico as well. Do you feel, and I think a lot of people might feel like this, that leading up to game week 11 and then this game week 12 blank, there's been a, a plan, whatever that is, you know, a wild card in eight or nine or lots of free transfers with a wild card then in 13. There's been a plan to see us through this period and survive 11 and 12. And now we're transitioning to the other side of that, where, I mean, me personally, I've not looked ahead maybe as much as I should. And I find myself in game week 12 going, oh, goodness, there are there are a few weeks into the World Cup and I don't have a plan anymore. Plan anymore. I've seen it through. Do you feel like you're still building towards that? Is there a bit of a change in shape of your side? Like I say, you've got the three mims. What's going to happen going forwards? Yeah, I think we all probably... I think that blank game week 12, we we knew with a little bit of notice, didn't we? I think it, it it threw us all a little bit to go, oh, we need to make sure we've got good enough squads. So your bench players need to be able to come in in game week 12 and do well for you. If they don't do well for you in one week, I don't think it's the end of the world. So sure, we're relying on the likes of Nico Williams or a flag Zuma to, to, to try and get points at, at Anfield. I don't mind too much if I have a bad week. For me, it's about, yeah, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's still huge points to get there rather than that one game week 12 where you know, you might lose a little bit on the field. So my plan still is to make sure I've got my triple city in place, you know, it's been selling De Bruyne, but hopefully bringing Foden in the week after to make sure I've got some Arsenal players. I've got Martinelli and I had no interest in selling him on wildcard. So I knew from game week 12 onwards, it's really important to cover that Arsenal attack who plays Southampton, Forest and Wolves in three of the next four. And again, I probably am likely to want to jump on more Arsenal players, make sure I've still got triple city because I think they're two of the inform or the best goal scoring teams in the league at the moment. So 13 to 16 is really interesting that those two teams who blank both have really nice fixture runs. Um, and I don't mind having dead woods. So yeah, it's not great having Nico Williams in my 11 this week, but he can be my second or third sub. And if I need to find funds to go Trossard to Foden, and it means putting Zuma down to another 4.0 or Dunk down to a 4.0, I'm fine with that. Like you and I speak quite a lot, Seb, about we've spoken in the past about those not having points on your bench and having you and I both have always had fairly thin benches. Yeah. I'm thinking outside of, I mean, even during last season, which was a sort of fairly hit season with COVID, I remember your bench being really thin. But historically, we like enablers to make sure we've got that money in our 11. And I'm very happy if I need to come game week 13 to go down to another really poor looking player that I might be yeah. criticised for for having a weak bench. I'm fine with that because in game week 16 onwards, we're changing our team anyway. I just need someone that can see me through for the next three, four weeks. Yeah. And I mean, it's scenario based. You know, if, the, if there are times that need a thicker bench, no problem at all. 
But like you say, what is this? Four or five weeks until we are basically get a one week wild card. Yeah. It, you know, and if you know the team you want to target, there's Triple City, Triple Arsenal, whatever it is. I think thin benches are okay again. You know, unless yeah. you're taking silly hits to get there, of course. Because what can have famous last words? What can happen in these four or five weeks that we can't fix over the World Cup? I look forward to finding that out. Yeah. Are you thinking a hit, or are you very happy with your one free transfer, one point four in the bank, which will eat a little bit of for De Bruyne to Salah? Yeah, I think here? I don't think there is. Um, knowing I want to go Trossard to Foden um, in game week thirteen, and that might that will require a hit because I think I need. I don't know, 1.5-ish, and I've got, I'll have one. So I'm going to need to say 0.5. So it's whether I, I, I could take that hit. If I think Zuma, for example, isn't going to play, I could go down to a, a slightly cheaper player. I need to do the maths on it, but I don't think I'll be hitting this week. I am relying on the likes of Leon Bailey starting. He was one of my concerns. Um, he played really well against Chelsea. He was one of Villa's best players. Like always, he came off when he starts. He came off at 66 minutes when Dia came on. Um but against Fulham, yeah, I'm not expecting goals from Leon Bailey. I never really am. But I think he starts. He's done enough to keep his space, his his spot. And I hope that game can be pretty end-to-end because Fulham have been poor defensively. Uh, knowing I've got Andreas and Mitrovic, um, I'd like that game to be full of goals. And Bailey hit the woodwork against Chelsea. He's looked bright. Um, I don't mind the fact that I'm having to play players like him and Andreas. So, I mean, there's a few players who I would describe, a bit like Foden, who we've covered a lot, as some of your favourites. Rhys James has obviously left. Yeah. His competition in many senses is Trent Alexander-Arnold, we've not mentioned. But yeah. there's also Saka and Mason Mount in that sort of 8 million bracket in midfield. Now, me personally, I have my heart set on Saka, and I don't think I can get there till 14. Do you have plans for any of these three players? Uh, for me, it will be, if I keep with premium, which I, di- I, I really want to do, I can only afford one 8 million mid. And I can just about get to an 8 million mid. As I said, it's Trossard into an 8 million mid. Um, and that for me is is simply Foden. Saka amount would be a nice luxury. Um, but if I want to keep Haaland and I want to keep Kane and I want to keep Salah, compromise. Um, and Salah will be staying. Haaland will obviously be staying. Kane, I, I, I can't see myself selling Kane. It's United, it's Newcastle, then it's Bournemouth. I think I'm going to continue with Freeman all the way to the World Cup. I'll reassess during and that unlimited transfers. I might go back down to two come come December, come Boxing Day when we start up again. Is it Boxing Day? I think it might be. Uh, 26th, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but I've been going pretty much all season with Freeman. I had a little phase of, of going down to the two. I think I had a couple of game weeks. And so far, I've not had an unbelievable start to the season. And I'm I'm a I'm about sort of middle of the line with sort of if I'm comparing myself to other content creators. Um, but I don't want the headache each week. I don't want the headache. I would hate to be in the position this week where I was having to sell Harry Kane to be able to bring in Mo Salah, for <laughs> example, which I know a lot of people <laughs> are having to do, Seb. Um, so I'm just like, save the headache, have all three. Sure. Well, you say save the headache, but we spoke about, you know, captaining Harlem more often than not, if not always. You've got Kane, you're going to have Salah. You're captain Salah this week, but then it's presumably Haaland all the way through. Do you think you are getting value out of your squad by never doubling Kane and Salah's points again? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, yeah, your premiums are, you know, many will say you're spending 11, 12 million on a play, you're never going to captain. And yeah, you're probably right. There might be one or two weeks I do go against Haaland. I don't know. I've not looked into it. I mean, looking looking game week 13, Haaland's got Brighton at home. 
for sure. I'm going to be captaining him. I think the Salah play, I feel like Salah goes to Forest that week, but I still won't go against Haaland. Um, and then Haaland plays Leicester and then it's Fulham, then it's Brentford. Yeah, it's probably going to be perma-captain. I still don't mind. I want those points from Kane. I want those points from Salah um, with or without captaincy, I think. It's just a little bit more reliable. Those 8 million mids, sure, I'd love a Saka or a Mount, but I wouldn't want to hang my hat on those players. I feel like with Kane and Salah, I, I can even without captaincy. I can just, I can rest easy knowing they're going to deliver. Sure. Well, I guess one final question for you then. There's a player that I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but I hear that they are fabulously outperforming their numbers, which if you ask me, just means they're incredible, right? That's what that means. You know, Hyung Min Son reincarnated up front for Bournemouth. Dom Solanke. What do you make of him? You infamously weren't such a fan a couple of weeks ago. He would facilitate more of your team if you so fancied it, although you seem set. What do you reckon? I can't. I'd, have, can't. To leave tw- I'd have to leave Twitter if I bought Dom Slanky now, mate. Um, I was shocked people were buying him three, four weeks ago. For those that did, fair play. What a shout that was. Um, it, I don't know where you saw it. You saw something I didn't. Uh, maybe it was just simply the price and the fixtures. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It oh, certainly wasn't yeah, yeah, anything yeah. he was doing on I the I mean, pitch. yeah, it's one of those, like, you know, of course he's not got the numbers of Kane or whatever. And, you know, we joke about the numbers now, small sample. He's very cheap. He's nailed. He takes penalties. Happy days. Yeah. Um, Shane Bournemouth don't get any pens, um, <laughs> but he, he's scoring open play goals and open play assists. So uh, Southampton up next is a really nice fixture for Slanky at home. Derby as well, of course. You know, I don't know when the last time Bournemouth and Southampton played each other, but so they'll be up for that. Um, but then it's West Ham, then it's Tottenham. The fixtures aren't there for me. Yeah, game week twelve looks nice. No, I'm I I can't consider Dom Solanke, who yeah he's had what is it four returns in the last three or four games from an xG of what zero point three zero point four ish. Fair elite play, finisher, mate. elite finisher. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly. But it would mean selling. I'm not going to go Kane down to a Slanky to get a Salah because I'm, I'm, I want to go Threemium. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a move you've made. You, you saved that. I thought you were going to be because I'm not an idiot like you said. But anyway. <laughs> and then you look at Mitrovic and look. Yeah. I I had Tony before Mitrovic and sold at the wrong time. Um, I bought Mitro in. He kept blanking and Tony kept scoring. But I'm still very happy with that decision. And Mitro's a player I want. Bit concerned Mitrovic didn't look that bit doesn't look it looks like he's still carrying his injury which I'm sure he is he'll also be very conscious of going into a World Cup injured so I'm hoping as we get very close to that game week 16 that he's fine fit and still playing 90 because the fixtures are nice for Mitrovic in the next three and I need him sharp because yeah he's in my team and it means when he's there I can't have a Tony or a Slanky but for the time being he, he he's staying in I mean I think if he can walk Fulham can't afford for him not to walk from 90 in their team because he's their talisman to use uh, to use Tom's phrase so I, th- I think he's unless he's properly injured I think that's safe okay so last one for me then I lied a second ago this is probably the last time we'll have a chance to have a proper chat before oh, the World Cup yeah. so where do you want to be rank wise where would you obviously number one but where would you feel comfortable come that end of game week 16 you've then got a whole world cup to you know absorb information take some time off enjoy it maybe find some new avenues to go and you've got a a one week wild card to build a team for 17 what sort of platform do you want there you're currently 500k ish what are you thinking yeah when i checked my i don't know if it was a live rank or if it was if it was last game week i was in i was 350k ish i was very happy with that i thought if i'm at 350k in the world cup i'll be happy now I've obviously lost the 150 or 200k places. Just um, two points. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think if I was at 300k, I'd be very happy. Um, so yeah, if I was where I am now, I'd be disappointed. I, I don't want to go I, half a million, is still a huge amount to, to make up for the second half of the season, which is more than a half. We should remember that when we kick off again on 26th of December, we've, we've got way more than half, half the games left. And we've got the excitement of the doubles, which is where the casuals will lose out. Um, so yeah, 300k, I'd be happy. Lovely, what, lovely. What would you, would you, I mean, where, and where are you? Cause I know, cause Az gets a lot of stick for not putting his rank on these videos. <laughs> cause last season, when he was having a really good season, his rank was on throughout. Uh, oh, and it was I see. Usually I better see. than mine. So he's taken it off with the whole, <laughs> this is, ja- this is Janny's team reveal. We're not here to talk about me. That's, that's very convenient, so, isn't it? Given, mm, yeah. Yeah. So I was pleased to see your rank's <laughs> not on screen because I know you're above me, but I think you're probably 10, 15 points above me. What's your rank? Uh, so I, I've bounced around a lot the last few weeks. Um, I, I've had a little bit of misfortune and also some bad decisions. We discussed the defensive one earlier. That sees me sit, I think, about 60k at the moment, which is down from 40 the week before. So cost myself a few points this week. Um, although literally about three weeks ago, three game weeks ago, I was about, I'd gone like 45k, 250k, 40k, now 60, which just shows, you know, you bounce around. It was, it was basically, do I captain Harland or not? Basically seemed to be whether I was 200k or 50k. So, you know, my rank's not on the screen, yours is. Frankly, at this stage, it's probably more important that you've just built a nice little base of points and players to build from, and you can reset over the World Cup. As long as you're not, I'm going to say 8 million because I don't want to insult anyone. As long as you're not massively out, there's just no stress. It's fine at this point. I think you're 30, I've just looked, you're 32 points ahead of me. So you're... Uh, so that's literally... No, 34, 35, yeah. Okay, so that's a little bit, but that's you captaining Harland and me not. Or you having a three-mum and me not. Yeah. You, could, you could eat that in one or two weeks. Like, there'd be good weeks, but it's just not a problem at this stage. Like, I think yeah. I think most people who obviously come on videos like this or watch videos like this, a lot of us often make our gains when everything else is even in the latter half of the season, or at least the second half. Because that's when the chips often come into play. That's when, okay, COVID and everything aside, that's when we usually get the doubles, the blanks. That's when our planning can maybe give us a little edge over people who, frankly, have better lives than us, probably. They've got more time to go outside and actually play real football, whereas we're obsessing over spreadsheets. But that time is still to come for us. So you could probably make up, I mean, at the top end, you could probably make up 100 points in a few weeks if you play those weeks that will come correctly, I think. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I um, I must admit, I've not been obsessing over rank at all. I usually turn up to these videos genuinely not knowing my rank. And as tells me, it's the first time of the game week. Usually, we record on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and he tells me my rank. I don't. I'm, I was when I was away. I, I checked live rank once or twice because I wasn't keeping up to date with the football, and I had no idea what I was doing. But I've not been using the the live FPL much at all. I've not even posted my score once this season on Twitter, I don't think. And I usually do at the end of the game week, every week, come good or bad. And I said to myself, no, I'm going to wait till after the World Cup and then post it weekly. Because for me, I've just not, I I see this as a, as a sprint at the start of the season. And then the season starts come, come December. I mean, I think that's a pretty good way of looking at it. And you know what, Jenny, you will always be number one to me. Thanks, man. Uh, I I thought you were going to ask me about the World Cup, by the way, when that last question, because you, oh, yeah? you're sort of leading up towards it. And I know we like to, on our when we used to do our watch longs, we'd veer off topic at times. So uh, I've become a lot of, more professional since then. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> um, but seeing as we've mentioned the World Cup, can we spend 30 seconds talking about who you think is going to win it? Will you give me a prediction? Because I know you don't like to give predictions. So <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 seconds to think about it sure. when I tell you who I think yeah. is going to win. I'm going to say Spain. 
okay. um, and and that's because I think Spain have the best manager at the World Cup. Sure. And I'm really disappointed by how few elite managers are at the World Cup. And I think Luis Enrique is one of them. So despite being fifth favourites at seven to one, I'm going for Spain. I guess in tournament football, a manager can make a big difference because it's those pivotal moments. Those, I mean, there's coin tosses, of course, as well. But if you can get a one game strategy right, you can get through quite a lot of rounds. I mean, Southgate's done it. And a bit of luck, which you all need as well. For me, so, I mean, cards on the table. And this is just for me personally. I may not watch the World Cup, um, but I will, of course, find out what happened. And I think I'll be boring and go Brazil. They probably look the best set up. I think if you compare their squad to a lot of others, it comes out on top often. And they do also see, and you know, not just comparing squads, but a bit like, I guess, maybe France last time around. It's not just about the best players. It's about do they have the, the structure in place and then the tools to solve problems that other nations will likely present them. And I think they do. Yeah, they played a friendly the other day with Paqueta and Neymar as number eights, two number eights. And then the front three was Rafinha, Wright, uh, Richarlison, number nine, who looks like he will lead the line, not Jesus. Um, although and, injured. And then Vinicius Jr. on the left. Yeah, although injured. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, um, of course, so that from five. Rafinha will take it home for them, presuming he goes. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Argentina win. I would love to see Messi get that, get that trophy that maybe just, really cements him as for me personally you know the best player of all time other people have their own opinions on that but i think a world cup would really help that argument you know yeah it certainly would uh cool thanks mate thanks for indulging me there shame oh, we can't talk italy but we'll not move on most of most of my existence is to indulge you danny so i'm always <laughs> happy to uh and with that i think we will wrap this up thank you so very much for indulging us uh, yep. especially with no ads this week if you've enjoyed it, please do like and subscribe. And if you've hated it, comment anyway and tell us why and then like because, you know, hilarious and ironic. And yeah, congratulate Az on getting into the top one million. It's a big thing for him. It's very impressive. So uh, yeah, let us know how you feel about that. Thank you all for spending your morning. I guess this might go out with us and we will see you soon. Bye.